Welcome to Every Step Podcast. I'm Christina Weston. And I'm Judith Beck. Every Step is the podcast where career and life meet. With a new guest every episode, we explore the gutsy issues affecting everyone in the workplace. Today we are joined by Marina Burbolt, award-winning photographer, keynote speaker, and author of Australia's inspirational book, Because She Can. Marina has recently followed up with her sought-after self-help book and memoir, Choose to Climb, Dare to Fly, and we welcome her third book, And So He Did. Today we chat with Marina about overcoming self-doubt. Today we welcome Marina Burbot. Welcome, Marina. I'm so excited to have you here and have this discussion about self-belief and about making a complete career change and believing in yourself and what better person to have than you. And, you know, we've all gone through it. So Christina's gone through it. I've gone through it. You've gone through it. But it's kind of like, how do you believe in yourself when you do make, when you do want to make a career change or you're going to turn left instead of turning right why do you do that and how do you get there um let's start with you marina because i know you've had to make that decision a lot especially with the um the books that you've been writing because you can and now you're writing and so he did and also dare to fly so tell us about a little bit about you know how you how you you know what was your self-belief how did you pull that out to do that because i know my own point of view it's not easy to do no, it's not. It's um probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. And I don't think, sometimes I think life just throws that at us through adversity. You know, sometimes I think we have to be in a position or in, in somewhere in life where we think, you know what, uh, I've got it. I'm fearing failure all my life. And I don't know, you know, what if I fail? What if, what if, what if? But God, I, like Deshana Barber said, I'm terrified of regret. And I got to that point in my life where, you know what, something has to give, but no one came knocking at the door. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like I always expected someone to say, you know, I know you're really creative and I know you're this, I'll help you through it. Well, they don't, they don't, I I was an award-winning photographer, but I didn't take that anywhere because of fear and, and holding myself back without believing in myself, you know, and I could have, and I should have, and I, but it wasn't until um, I, I was ready. To, to climb on the horse and I, I sort of sometimes when I do talks that I talk about I feel like I, I had to get on a horse which I was afraid of learn to ride go to the edge of a mountain and see a frontier and I wanted to explore that frontier but I had to go down on the horse and trip over rocks and you know and find my way to get down there and get to what I wanted but that took a while that frontier, when you want to explore your frontier, let me tell you something, it does not come easy. It just doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't It doesn't come easy. I know I've been at crossroads many, many times in my career. Sometimes it was just a job change. Other times I went through a significant life event and then retrained. I retrained in energetic healing and mind-body counselling. Uh, this was about 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I thought I was going to be an energetic healer and I was going to turn my back on corporate. Yep. And I never did that. I didn't do that in the end for a whole bunch of reasons. But I think a lot of it was, you're right, fear-based. It was 
um, fear of being judged. Oh, it wasn't a serious profession. Um, I wasn't going to make money from it. So there's all of these limiting beliefs that we have about things that we're passionate about that stop us from actually doing it. It's shame. The shame of failure. It is. What, it's the shame what, of failure. What will they think if I, you know, here I go again? I've got this brainwave, and they're going to think, you know, oh my god. But you, you cannot, you will not move forward until you start to invest in you and totally build a powerful relationship with yourself. It and is so that, true. That is where you have to kick yourself up the butt a few times, and you have to unravel, and you have to get curious, and you have to get real. And that's not easy. Get truthful about who who am I? How far can I go? How did you do that process? Did somebody help you? Were you were you coached, or did you just have the ability to have that that introspection and that self conversation with yourself about it? How did you actually do it? I had a list on my table, on my desk. And I used to write down women's names that I thought were interesting and empowering and that inspired me. And I thought one day, you know what, uh, on my pillowcase at night to myself, where I was free of no judgment, because that's where I could truly open up and say, this is what I'm going to do. But no one's listening except me. I'm going to write a coffee table book and I'm going to use these women. I'm going to put my photos in there. It's going to be. And then I'd wake up in the morning and I get back on the treadmill of life. I haven't got time for that. Well, I have, I've got, who's going to listen to me anyway? And the negative thoughts, you know, the boxing gloves were always on. Heaven forbid I made a mistake because perfectionism is also a horrible thing. And I mm-hmm. had guilty. And that's, there's nothing more fear based and underpinned than perfectionism. And I had a lot of that and um, uh, fear of shame until my father died. When my father died, my whole perspective on my outlook on everything changed because that was final there was no turning back there was no retrieving it there was no how do I bring him back how do I and I thought am I going how am I living my life it was like he put a mirror in front of my face and said you know what Marina through my death you're going to look at your life and I did what a gift what a gift well it was it was and it and and you know what it came at the lowest, and I think for me personally, I don't know about you ladies, but when I'm pushed to a wall, when I'm really pushed is when I perform the best. Mm. When I'm at my wits end, then I, I find courage. And that's what I didn't have too. I had to find that self-belief and courage. And it was one night being at my desk and I looked at that list and and I was editing photos. I don't know what I was doing, but I, and my son and my husband, my, one was snoring, the other one was killing some alien on Xbox. And um, I started to I started to clean the desk because I thought I'm not going to go to bed before I clean and a tear dropped and I looked at it and I I had this a tissue I had my cloth and I wiped it because I thought I haven't got time to cry and then another tear dropped I haven't got time to cry I've got other things to do and I started to sob and I couldn't clean up anymore. And I just sat there and I sobbed that primal cry that we all have once in a while, that primal cry that really brings you to reality where you cannot hide. There's no more hiding. You have to stop hiding, you know? And I was, it was 
what are you crying for? And what, and my life was flashing before my eyes, the fear that this, the little girl that was brought into this two cultures, you know, my, my European culture, my I was trying to fit in here, there and everywhere, the bullying when I was a child, you know, it was one of those nights where the pain was mine and it was for me to feel. And I thought, I have to move on. I have to do something that I want to do in my life. I have to be first. I have to, you know, give myself authority to be, to become what I want to become. And I just don't know how, I don't know how to do it on my own. I don't know, you know, and at that moment, it was like, there was a voice in my head and I thought, Lord, Holy Spirit, dad. And it said, stop crying. Your time is now. What is it that you're waiting for? Like Judith knows that, 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 that line is so, uh, what, what was I waiting for? And I thought about, it. I sat down and I thought, what am I, what is it that I'm waiting for? And I took that list and I emailed three women and I said, hi, my name's Marina Brabot. I'm writing a book. Would you like to be in it? And then I went to bed and thought, oh God, now you've done it. Now you've, <laughs> now you've really done it. Now you, I mean, who are you to even think that they were going to reply? And the next day, the first woman replied and said, hi, I'd be honored to be in your book. And the second day, the second woman did. And the third one didn't. And then I went back to, I told you so. Who'd you think you were? You know, that self-doubt, that's the killer. That's what doesn't let you move forward. That doesn't yeah. let you get on that horse. That makes you fall down all the time. And um, a week and a half later, I went past the computer and there it was, a reply from that woman. And she said, um, I'm sorry we didn't get back to you sooner. The computers have been down. We've been renovating the house for the children. Moira would love to be a part of your book, Moira Kelly. And I thought, well, now you've done it. Now you've really committed. Like, and that was that was the first steps to me finding out about me. Yeah. I'm welling up uh, listening to your story. I, I see myself in your story. So many of us have been there, you know, and I had to, I had to sprinkle a little grit and take a chance and you sprinkle that grit and you take that chance and you get the goosebumps and you walk into places and you think oh shit you know how did I get here like what are they going to think and I remember I had a panic attack at my very first um gathering that I walked into on my own and I'd never had one before and I didn't know why and I walked into this room and it was full of women and there was a, it was a, a, a prominent bank and it was International Women's Day, about probably six years ago, seven years ago. And uh, they, they wanted my book and they, they just asked me if I wanted to come. I said, yeah, sure. And I walked in and I, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but I couldn't swallow. I had these palpitations and I thought, what is going on? I was trying to fight it. Mm -hmm. I just please no and they sat me next to this there was one guy there and he had to be the CEO of the whole system and he was trying to talk to me I thought oh my god don't talk to me I thought I cannot and I cannot speak and I remember the bowls were instead of being flat they were like that and it was salmon on top of couscous I'll never forget it and I put my knife down and it flung in the <laughs> air and it landed yeah. my, and I thought oh my god you know the, everything that could have gone wrong had gone wrong you know that one of those times and a piece of couscous landed on my lapel and I thought oh god so I flung it instead of being dainty and picking, <laughs> you know doesn't matter you know nobody's noticing and I'm thinking and I'm having this mind you I'm having a panic attack and I fling it across the table 
And then I thought, oh my God, it was just a horrible, horrible, it was one of the worst feelings. And I thought, but why? Why do you have that much self-doubt and that much self, you know, uh, what could I, how could I say it? Non-belief in yourself that you got into this state. And I had to work through that. And that took years of working through, you know, believing in yourself, believing in your dreams, believing in you can go forward, you can move on. You just have to start trusting in that one person that'll back you no matter what, and that's you. Yeah, that's the only person that can back you no matter what. And it's interesting, we we do wait to get tapped on the shoulder. And Judith and I have talked about this um, a lot over the years, and it's been decades where women in particular, we wait to be tapped on the shoulder. We wait for someone to say we're good enough. Yeah. We wait for someone to you're say you're, you're okay. a shining light. So we're just, we're waiting. Yeah but, but, yeah, but we won't. And then I think we also need someone. There has to be, you. I think we all need to find someone that we totally can trust and can, someone that sees us for our good and our bad. Mm. Because as good as we are, we can have our, our sides to us that are, are not so good someone that can say to you you know what you're capable the first time I heard those words you're capable was from my friend Cynthia and she's my someone she's my go-to my Cynthia and you know when I'm she, but Marina you're capable look at what you've done look and then I have to almost reassure myself like oh yeah you know I yeah I, I think I am I think look at what I've done look at where I've been but this take the, my 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 advice to anybody is to think you cannot just listen to something or read a book and say oh that's it I'm I'm good now you've got to do the work you've got, you've got to do the work. work and your journey and Judith's journey and we all have a different journey we've all got a different past we all we're all triggered by different triggers we all need different tools but we're looking for the same thing and it's all about what's in your it's all about your mind over matter at the end of the day, what you tell yourself and what you believe in. And depending on how you were brought up as a young girl and who was in your corner, who wasn't in your corner, that goes with you the rest of your life. So if you haven't got somebody in your corner saying you can do this, you're on the wrong, you know, it it, it takes a lot longer to get to where you want to go because you, you, you think, well, I can't do this. No one's ever told me I can, even from the point of view little things like you can't ride that bike you're not ready for it you can't swim you're not ready you don't know how you can't like all those little things add up when you're younger and that's why it's so important you know that um that 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 we educate the young ones coming up to to be more confident and to have a belief and and to your point um marina something triggered you know like the, the same thing from my point of view my except for the fact that i got pushed by you can't do it don't tell me I can't do it right it's sort of like if someone Uh, tells me I can't do it that is like a red rag to a bull and it's like yes I can do it and so therefore and if I look back at everything over my career the triggers that made me go to that next level it was because you know in the early days before I started my business a boss said um when I went uh, uh um when I went to question the share agreement that they had given, that he had given the leadership team, there was about three of us young ones in our late twenties and they were virtually not what was agreed. And he went against the, 
what we originally agreed. Um, I said, I'm taking my ball and bat and I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go on my own, on my own journey. And I thought, I'm not taking that. And so I did because that made me mad. I thought, no, you, you're not doing the right thing. I'm out yeah. here. I'll go yeah. out. Mm. And then the same thing with, um, I worked for an executive search firm for like eight months, loved the job, hated the company and went, I can do this better because the way they're doing it is not the way I see it happening. And, and sometimes you do a negative experience can push you into a positive direction of something that you've been thinking about doing, but you haven't had the courage to do it. But your instinct says, don't tell me I can't do that. So it can happen. Yeah, it's a catalyst. It takes a catalyst, doesn't it? And often the catalyst, and Marina, you've talked about this and Judith, you've just been talking about it. Sometimes it takes everything going to shit in a teacup, basically. Yep. 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 That's when you kind of go, right? I'm actually, I don't have, um, in some ways you don't have a choice. In some ways you actually have all the choice in the world. Yeah. And it, it, that you, you master your, you, when you become the master of your own emotion, you, and that comes gradually. I, rejection now for me is like, hmm, okay. But it's almost also like I, if I feel that I've been rejected in something or or something's not going the right way, there's a side of me today that can say, I know that there's bigger and better in this. Exactly. And I've trained myself to do that, to say, you know, yes, this is not good. But in the back of my mind now, I can say, okay, but I'm looking forward to what's going to come of this. The redirection of this is going to be so much bigger and so much better. And, and I know it's going to happen because, like, again, I'm pushed to the wall. I'm, you know, is this a no? Hang on. Well, we'll find a, a yes. Let's find a way of doing this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and it, it happens, but you have to find that grit. You have to sprint. You have to be brave. And don't be afraid to be brave. You know, don't be afraid to, to ask, you know, to, to, to use other people's shoulders. Ask, listen, listen to what's going on and learn and become a little bit bolder and, and you know no is not a complete sentence sometimes it is and sometimes it's not you know it, it, you not, it might be a not yet it might be a, yes. a no which is creating an opportunity for something bigger and better exactly and it's the challenge is to stay in trust is to yourself. trust to trust yourself and to trust Absolutely. that it will turn out and to change that conversation with yourself because you're spot on Marina it's you know, we've had in, in my business with my husband and in businesses that I've had on my own, a lot of the times things have gone wrong and yeah. and you you step back and you go, okay, what have I learned from that? Yeah. And I'm just going to trust that there's something better waiting for me, that this is actually creating an it opening for, for something new or yeah. for new people to come in. or for, and, yeah. it, and it happens with friendships, it happens with jobs, it happens with business opportunities. Yeah. And then something beautiful can come out of it, but it's only if you have that mindset. And, and that takes work. Able that to, takes work. And you have to be able to separate the what the naysayers, the yep. ones who say, no, 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 I don't think you should do this. The time's not right for you. Yep. And your extreme and your passion to yep. do it and your gut instinct. Because yep. sometimes people will say, don't do it. When I did start my executive search firm, it was during the recession we had to have years and years, 25 plus years ago. And everybody said, why are you starting an executive search firm when yeah. 
companies are downsizing a thousand people here, this, that, and everything. And I went, because this is the best time to do it because people will talk to me and I'll be able to, my, my overheads will be low. I'll be able to talk to just about every executive there is because they'll all think, well, I might need her sometime. And it worked. And I was able to develop in a, that's why I have my, I'm a big um, uh, proponent of there are opportunities in disasters. Like there's opportunities um, when the market's low, find yeah. out what that opportunity is because that's where good businesses develop yeah. if they if they have the passion. But you have to have the passion for what it is because how many times, both of you probably have been through this, where you have got a great idea and you, and you think this would be a great business or that would be a great business, but you don't go forward with it because you're not passionate about it. And you're kind of, you know, like I can think of many things where, you know, um, years ago I said, I can't stand having TVs in a TV box. I wish somebody would invent a TV that's in a mirror so I could have the big mirror and just and turn it off. <laughs> and my girlfriend said, great idea. Why don't you do something? That was, <laughs> She hated TV boxes too. And I went, yeah, no, uh, I'm not. But, you know, hopefully one day we'll come out. And then in Sydney, you, ha you had to wear the stilettos. You know, you wore the high, you know, when the, the, the heels were skinny. Yeah. And my shoe kept getting, my shoes kept getting ruined because they have these grooves in there. And I go, why can't somebody invent a removable heel where we could remove that heel and just put it and somebody <laughs> to the office? They went, that's a great idea. Why <laughs> you that? And you know why? Because I wasn't passionate enough about it. That's right. But you have to, you have to decide what you're really, really passionate. What, what are you really prepared to spend money on and lose money on? and put time into and be prepared to how do you know when to stop in when you're not making any money and stick to it because a lot of people will go into things and it will get all too hard and they'll stop too soon because they haven't given enough time that it's, happens that happens all the time and it could have happened to me on an you know when i wrote because she can the first book i was green as an apple on a tree I mean, you know, I, everything was a learning curve. It all started, like I said to you, with a death and then me reevaluating my whole life. And, you know, my car caught on fire and burnt down in my driveway. And, you know, you, you're doing your, the thing that you're passionate about, but you've also got life around you that's happening too. You've got a family, you've got other things that are, that are happening. So how do you stay on the right track and think, you know, do I quit right now? Do I stop? Do I, you know... I'm rejected and nobody wants to publish this. And how am I going to find 30 women? And, but, you know, that goes back to that. I, I, I believed in it. And I think if you believe in something and that word passion, if you, I wholeheartedly believe in, in, in what I'm doing right now. And I, I feel like I'm un unstoppable. And I mean, that probably sounds like I could have never said that to you a few years, never in a million years. And, you know, you can actually, if I can come to that point, I think anybody can, but is that hard work? Yes. And do we ever find out everything about ourselves? No, I don't believe that we ever get to that point where we think, oh, I completely know everything about me now because there's new events that happen. There's new ups and downs. So new triggers to test you. Triggers, yeah. <laughs> You'll be up there and then whoop, there we go. And as long as you know that I've got that tool, I know how I'm going to get out of this.
you know, life's just thrown another little curveball and and here we go. Once you understand that, it sort of seems to go easier because the curveballs come. You know, they they just it just happens. It's never smooth sailing. And I don't think I think we keep learning forever. Yeah, I think so too. I I mean I have two things that I always say. What is the best okay. thing that can happen if you do it? And what's the worst thing that could happen if you go forward? Is the worst thing so bad that you can't you can't live with that worst thing? So is it monetary? Is it what what is the worst thing that can happen? That you've tried, it didn't work, but did you learn something from it? It's kind of like, what are you prepared to put into it? And if you're not prepared to put into it. Um, yeah, another example years ago, before I even got, got in, when I first came here, I thought, you know, the yogurt shops were really big in America. The you can have another little inventor here. Yeah. This yeah. is whatever. And I thought, yeah, let's get a yogurt shop going. And I said to a friend, um, a, a, a friend of my husband, I go, how about we do this yogurt shop? We, we'll, we'll go down to um, South Bank and we'll open up a store, blah, blah, blah. We'll do this. We'll make millions. And this will be fun. Anyway, when we started going down the path, the reality was he wasn't prepared. His partner wasn't prepared. Because I said, in the first few years, it's a family thing. Both our partners are going to have to work in the shop and do all that stuff. Well, his partner... Thank God, <laughs> thank God, wasn't prepared to work on the weekends in the yogurt shop. And I said, well, it's not going to work because there's no no um, margin in it in the first no in the first no. year. So we no. didn't do it. Like I said, thank God. But that was my sort of before I went into financial services. When I <laughs> isn't that part of the journey? Isn't part of the journey of our careers and our business lives? to actually be curious, as Marina was saying, and, and go down a few dead ends yes, and, and go down a few streets that are a little grimy and sleazy. And then you kind of go, ah, not having fun here. And you turn around and you find another, another street. And that's all part of the richness. It's all part of what builds us. Yes. So it's, it's also about reframing it as that going down that grimy street wasn't a failure. It actually enriched us and gave us the information that made us able to sit here and have this conversation that we couldn't otherwise have had if we hadn't have had this richness of experience. But, Christina, what what it is is today I'll get to the top of the grimy street. I don't. I won't go down it anymore. Yeah. I used to. I I, yeah. I might have had to go down the whole grimy street and learned that there was some terrible things happening down that street. But now I can just get to the top of the street and think that's a grimy street. Uh-uh, not for uh, me. Not for me. I don't need to go down that grimy, grimy street. And, and and it's like with people um, that I meet now, you know, I am not so, um, there's boundaries. Yeah, you, that's really critical. It's the boundary setting. Really that, critical. And, and, you know, when I, I've learned uh to set my boundaries now with people um and that will eliminate a lot of fear when you start to set boundaries because you stop betraying you because when wow. i don't have boundaries i am betraying me and when you betray yourself you get resentful towards yourself so somebody says something to you and you think what, what, what did you mean in actual fact you're, I'm upset with myself. I'm not upset with you. I'm upset with myself because I would put myself into a situation. I could be with women that are, 
let's say they're all having a chit chat about somebody, a friend of mine. And I don't say anything about it. And I walk away and I think, well, I've just betrayed myself. You know, which, that, that should have been stopped in the bud, nipped in the bud. You know, you know, we cannot, we need to set boundaries. And once you do that, people respect you more. You know, I, I'm not going down that street. Sorry. And that's and that's true for our personal lives and our business lives and our and our lives in, in corporate environments. Yeah. In and a it's nice so way. Important. Yeah. I yeah. I know I said to myself when I started this whole journey, I'm not burning bridges. And as many times you want to sort of burn a bridge and you're like, Ooh. but no, I'm not going to do that. But I will set a boundary and I won't go down that. That's my grimy street. Mm. You just create, you know, I've just met you and you're my grimy street, but I'm not gonna go there anymore. And we're not I'm not gonna waste my time. And that's when I can walk away and say, you know what? I did something for me today. And that's where you build courage. And that's where you build confidence. And that's where you're building that powerful relationship with yourself. And when yeah. and it just becomes a little bit stronger and stronger. And uh, the fear sort of starts to subside and you you start to grow within yourself or you start to believe in yourself. I think that's a big issue. And you touched on it right at the beginning and it's come up again now. It's um, We have this issue with being selfish and it's like there's something bad about being selfish because the word itself isn't a great word. But if we reframe it in terms of that I love myself enough yes. to actually do yes. this, yes. then you don't have all those negative connotations around that word being selfish. But it really is if we don't put ourselves first, and that doesn't mean to be nasty or anything no, like no, that, no. but if we don't put ourselves first with boundaries, with making choices that are healthy for us, who yes. else will? No one, it, it just doesn't happen. And that's what you learn. You know, this is, it's, this is me. This is my life. This, it, this is my life. This is what I've got. I have to make the best of what I've got here right now. And, and, and the thing is that I don't want to betray myself anymore. If, you know, I believed that I could go out there and I could interview 30 men. I did the 30 women and I thought, how am I going to do that? And what's that going to be like, you know, go for it. And it was so different but it was uh, it was very freeing because you know I had to go down Grimy Street to go down the Pretty Street with the yogurt stand, you know. <laughs> I had to, you know, you have to do that. You have to travel. Life is a journey, and you have to travel it, and you have to build on it all the time. I don't know too many entrepreneurs or people who've had business where they haven't had several other things that they've tried that didn't work because. Oh that's where you learn and that's sort of you know you, you get better and better at it and and you find out what you really want to do a lot of times it's kind of like Very even true. people in corporate who go all right I'm working for this company for I've been here two years but I really don't like it and I'm going to go and I'm going to work for this one but and this one and then this one and I love the one I'm in now so mm -hmm. it's kind of they sometimes they make a lot of different career steps until they find the home where they want to be and the people that they want to be they belong. yeah and they learn the tribe and they, and tribe. they tribe yeah. correct yeah it's your tribe and when you find that and you find that with friendships correct you find that with um people that you meet and some people you just they become your tribe you know that's you, exactly you, right and and, and that friendships and, as you get older you you your standards are probably stronger because you think I'm not going to waste time with these people no. who aren't making time or that I don't have an alignment with. And so your friend group does go down as yeah. you get older, but, but it's more stronger, but it's stronger. stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and I much prefer that. 
you know that that I can I know I've got the the Cynthia's in my life and I've got the the, the my go-to people and you know they're the I'm going into the trenches of war while you you and you are coming with me because you've got my back and I've got yours do you know what I mean but then there's those time it's and and it's time the coin of life you know the the, the, the it is so important to me now my time and to waste it with people not, and you know people that are really not interested in probably me and I'm not really it, why would you do it you know why do I have to be so I don't I, I choose not to be in certain places anymore where at, before I think, oh, well, but it's a family event. I have to be there. Or, you know, we have to, we have to, we don't. You, you politely, um, not today, not, thank you. No, thank you. Rather than sit there and think. And oh, suffer. Yeah. And suffer inside, you know, and suffer and think, why the hell am I here? Kind of thing. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. I can do it in a nice way and say, no, I've got things to do. I've got and things, that, you know, years ago. My husband and I had um, the our New Year's resolution was the year of saying no from a from a social point of view because basically we were both working our many hours and then on weekends we'd get asked and then we didn't really want to go right to yeah. to an event or something but you know you kind of go oh okay or and you really just want to stay home and yeah. you just want to be with each other so we made a deal that the, this was going to be the year of saying no. And can I tell you, it worked beautifully because then we, because what we did is we got used to just saying, thanks for the invite, but we're going to, we're going to decline because we just want to spend some time at home this weekend alone. And because we've been working rather than making up an excuse or going somewhere. I mean, no one asked us again for the next five years, but it was great <laughs> that year. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty lonely now. Yeah, yeah, we haven't got a friend in the we world. We haven't got any friends but... left. That didn't work. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, I, I get it. And 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 it's it's funny when when you don't make up the excuse when you just say no, I just would rather be at home. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. But it's sometimes that positive energy. Do you know? Notice that it it, it can rub off on your friends as well. Like they think, oh, if you can do that, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? And they I love find that. courage in your courage. Yes, yes, and it's almost like we're sharing courage. How good is this? Do you know what I mean? We're 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 sharing stories, and we're you know I, I've built on you, and you've built on me. That's great. I, I love and that. So it kind of goes back to this whole thing. At the end of the day, the courage comes within us, and we all have that ability to bring that out. Whether or not how hard it is is in different degrees, but if every single person just went, "I can do this." just as well as anybody else, or I can learn how to do it or whatever they want it is and get that courage. It's just their mind telling themselves that they can do it. You can. And, and, and that's, that's something that once you do it one or two times, it becomes easier and easier. Yes. You're always going to have self-doubt. I think, yeah. I mean, I still have self-doubt. Yes. Always yes. going to have self-doubt, yeah. but to me, self-doubt is more about a cry for more information. So if I, I'm having self-doubt about something, well, why? Yeah. I need to learn something more. I need to do practice something more, whatever. It's just, That's a recognition that I should embrace yeah, and find out why. And I think and you've picked up on something really valuable there, Judith. It's about I have to find out more and I have to practice. I think too many of us look for a silver bullet or a knight in shining armour or a... Yeah damsel in shining armor whatever your version is to come and make it all easy for us and to hit us with that magic fairy yeah. wand and make it all better but there is no shortcut 
you do have to practice you do have to um, work at it yeah unravel you have to unravel who you are and you know it's like having a ball of wool and you, you're slowly unraveling and here you are as you're unraveling you know I, when my when i was young my mum would get this wool that these women would probably take from the factories that they worked in back in the day and they'd bring it home and it was this they were kind of like yeah i had to hold my hands like this and this wool would sit there and then she'd tightly wind and wind and wind and make these big balls but and I think of it as life you know we as we grow we just wind and wind and wind and the ball gets so big that we cannot hold on to it anymore because our fingers are starting to hurt you know we've wound up so much and we're holding on to this big ball of wool and then eventually we get to this stage that we're talking about we start to unravel mm. and unravel and our fingers start to relax and here we are knitting a sweater with what we've unraveled now it may not be perfect yeah you know, this sweater maybe one sleeve is a little crooked and maybe the neckline's not so hot but my fingers are getting so my this is my body and it's getting so much more relaxed and it don't matter yeah sweater's perfect anymore but I've unraveled you know I've, I've come to that stage in my life where I can I, I, can, I can find myself and unravel that that tightness that I that I had because I carry that with me for many years Mm. I think we all Can do. I tell I was... a little story about Marina. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell a little story about Marina. Sorry, Marina, you have no choice. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is my choice now. Anyway, so this is about, because that just reminded me about the self-doubt. And yeah. so Marina, Christina, was going to be one of our keynote speakers um, at one of the, at the last conference before the mm -hmm. um, pandemic. Anyway, so we had Marina and we had Margaret. And so Margaret, both of them, both of them were going to come into come into my office, and they wanted to um, run their presentations through, you know, uh, by us. And Marina was like, "I don't know. I'm just. I haven't done this, and I'm just really, really nervous about this. And I've been practicing as I go for a walk around yeah. there, and I've been practicing and practicing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking to myself, Oh God, have I asked her to do too much?'" Have I asked her, you know, this, she seems really nervous about this. And mm -hmm. I was kind of worried because I'm thinking, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't have gone, okay, come on, you can do this anyway. So yeah. she comes into the, um, and you and Margaret actually had come to my presentation on presentations on That's how right. to do a presentation. They came to, yeah, 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 yeah. and so anyway, they came, they came into the office and um, Marina was first. And so she went through her presentation and both Margaret and I were like, with, I'm sorry, the audience who can't. Jaw dropped, jaw dropped. Yeah. Jaw, jaw dropped. Yeah, like, like, oh my gosh, she finished it. And both Margaret and I looked at each other and Margaret's like, and I have to go next. <laughs> yeah. You're a brilliant storyteller, Marina. You're it a very, perfect. very it good perfect. storyteller. Yeah. I, you know, that's something that uh, my father was. Um, and uh, I think it's just something that was innate in me all my life but I never English was probably my favorite subject in school storytelling was my favorite subject and I think stories are important storytelling is important connection is important connection uh, connection we we are the most disconnected in uh, that we have ever been in the human race in in the in history we are the most disconnected um at the moment than we have ever been isn't that sad 
it's it's sad. very sad and it's been the subject of a few of our podcasts it comes oh, up a, it yeah. comes up as a reoccurring theme we haven't actually had it as a full podcast session yeah. Yeah. but it comes up as a reoccurring theme uh when we talk about community when we talk about business life when we talk about remote work when we uh, when we talk about digital uh disconnection comes up repeatedly shocking it is do you know uh even speaking to the i've just interviewed 30 men for this this book that I'm doing, it's connecting with them, sitting with them in a room and actually having them tell their story, which they probably haven't told for 40 years, 50 years. The emotion, the, the heartfelt experiences that I've had with these people because they're actually talking, we're, we're connecting. Do you know, it, it just storytelling is so important. We cannot lose that. Mm. it goes back to tribal time did you see a difference with the okay so you interviewed the 30 women and then you interviewed 30 men did you see a difference between self-belief of the yeah. groups yeah. you know how they what was what 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 struck you the most <laughs> I think one of the funniest things was you know I'm, I'm, I do their photos as well so with the women I could uh, can you hug a pillow yeah, can you lay down? After 10, they're like, whoa, this is great. You know, they'll be like doing, oh, women love it. The guys were like, after three or four photos, I'm thinking, oh my God, I can see that he's already tuned out. This is not the thing. This is, he's just, he wants, he wants out of dodge, you know? And like, I'd be saying, like, please don't look at your watch. Come on, calm down, you know? They, you, you, and I need them to relax after, you know, you cannot take a photo and say, oh, this is it, the one shot. I need to get that magical moment. And um, that was probably, but I, the one thing that I noticed was that the men, which I didn't expect, probably the most unexpected thing for me was the emotion that came with them talking that I know I didn't with some of the women I didn't with some of the women of course we cried and we um but with the guys it was uh they all have you know I, I I'm so happy to give men a voice I think it's the right time to give these they are so wound inside so so no one to say it to so you know they're shoulder to shoulder like one of the guys from the men's shed he said to me you know our motto is shoulder to shoulder because they don't do what we do See what we're doing right now? Yeah. Blokes will stand shoulder to shoulder and have a bit of a chat and that's it kind of thing. Where we'll we'll look at each other and we'll cry and we'll talk and we'll we'll share and we do all that. Guys don't do that. And they're there's they are so they're just as emotional and vulnerable as we are. Um without the outlet for it. Without the outlet. And look at like the three of us today, we have this outlet. This is great. We can have a chat, we can guys don't do that and I noticed that you know once they start to talk and they talk about their childhood and their fathers and their their mothers and it just brings out so much and it's 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 good it was really good it was an amazing experience amazing mm. Marina this has been an absolutely wonderful conversation before we wind up I'm going to ask if you were counseling somebody what would be the key piece of information you would give them to support them in handling their self-doubt and overcoming their fears? Start by not being led by the fears in your mind. Start by, and that, that, that is a, a, a Bennett's quote, um, and it's with me all the time, but try to start being led by the dreams in your heart. Mm. 
you know, the dreams in your heart, the truth, let it, get it off the pillowcase. Every day is another day of your life. Tomorrow's another day. Take one small step every day. The journey is going to be there for the rest of your life, but make it a worthwhile one. Have no regret. Beautiful. Judith? Look, I think I probably, um, I probably would say, if not you, who? If not now, when? Oh, and okay. why, you know, basically why not you is my thing because I think a lot of people levelize themselves and they sort of put other people on um, pedestals and they did it and it's so easy for them and everything else. And I think I would start with um, talking, speaking to them about that you are just as good as anybody else. So why not you? Yeah, I love that. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really important to to follow follow your passion and and we've only got so much time and so much energy and where are we going to put it? Are we going to put it in things that surprise and delight us and engage us or are we going to put that same time and energy into roles, jobs, businesses, friendships, relationships where we feel undervalued or where we feel like we're not getting anywhere or we're not enjoying it? So um, put your time where your heart sings yeah prioritize your time perfect I, I love it ladies I I could just I wish I could hug you both because I just that is it's such a wise wisdom from different you know different perspectives and it's it's great Marina hugging the computer yeah oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love, oh, thank this you. Lovely, lovely, lovely meeting you. For more information about Every Step and our guests, head to everysteppodcast.com. To be notified of new podcasts, please subscribe via your favorite listening platform. And of course, follow us on social media and direct message us to share your ideas about guests or topics.